So hello, welcome back to a new Traders Improved podcast. And today I'm sitting here with Moritz. Finally, we are hello. able to record. <laughs> hey, Moritz. Finally, we record uh, another episode together. I'm really excited about it. It's always fun. And we ask you across the different channels to send us some questions, and we will go through them now. So the first one that I have is, all right, let's start with something easy. How do you see the debate of entries versus exits uh, and regarding the importance? I think this is something that often gets asked, like almost on a weekly or a daily basis. So yeah, yeah. What's, well, what's your? It's quite, I think I. Uh, there are so many uh, different aspects to this question, uh, or how you can answer this. So I think yes, entries are overrated by many people, um, which is a function of the people having their stop losses way too tight so you need a lot of accuracy so they think okay if i don't nail this entry to the pip then i'm gonna get taken out so i think if people increase their stop um uh, width or size then they have less focus on the entry obviously then you need to increase your take profit um to keep your risk reward ratio in check and that's where many people then uh, have problems. Many people that just want to have a quick trade, get in and out of the market, and don't think too much about the take profit. But uh, to be honest, <clears throat> the easiest way to increase your trading performance, in my opinion, is to um, increase your yield, so your take profit distance, and your uh, stop loss distance to um, re reduce the need for accuracy, which I said many times before, that really um, takes away a lot of pressure from the entries. And in my opinion, what, what I have seen from a lot of traders uh, that we have mentored over the years and from our Edgewong reviews and so on, that um, a lot of people, they get the entries right. So they actually don't have to put more emphasis on the entries, but they get the exits wrong all the time. So <laughs> if they could just increase their trade management skills, um, they would, and focus on that area of trading, they would improve their performance a lot, as opposed to um, focusing more and more on entries, because, um, I mean, there is a certain element of chaos to the market, and you're never gonna nail, I mean, sometimes you will nail, the perfect entry, but you're never going to do it with 100% um, accuracy. So, and then there's also, of course, the experiment. I don't know, uh, you probably heard of it uh, when Tharp did this experiment with random entries, and oh, yeah. Tom Bessel yeah, tested it and um, in the 90s something, and they created a profitable trading system with random entries, and only through trade management and um, yeah, proper risk management, they created a profitable trading system. So, yeah, definitely what's overemphasized in the trading community and on Fintwit and everywhere are entries because that's the sexy part, so to speak, and everyone forgets about the exits. So I think put much more emphasis on the exits. No. Yeah, I think there are many good points. Uh, having a wider stop loss and a wider take profit target usually is a, is a good approach, but then obviously you run into those issues with longer holding time as well. And yeah. staying in trades is generally, for most people, a challenge because they 
they never really work on it and they um, they never yeah they don't put too much work on or focus on exits and trade management in general so yeah I think um, really analyzing your or working on exits more because in the end the exit determines the outcome of the trade uh, yeah. that should be a, a much bigger focus yeah it's also interesting when when I start doing a little bit of um, this algo trading stuff um, once you realize that um, how everything fits together is it's really interesting that it's not only about the entries um, and with even with random exits it's uh, you can you can change so much in the performance of a trading system yeah so Definitely, it's, yes. it's uh, it all it all connects together and yeah the problem is that people who are always around in on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or YouTube um, obviously the focus is always on entries and you said um, people want to nail the entry and uh. that that probably means that they just want to get into the market and then the market just moves into their into their favor without having a drawdown but that's I think quite unrealistic yeah that's why everyone wants to be a momentum trader because they think okay I get into the market it just takes off and I make a thousand bucks in 30 seconds and that's it but <laughs> maybe two percent of my trades work out like that or one percent even <laughs> yeah I think that's if a general think, problem with uh, everything that impatience or yeah, just they're in it for the quick fix or the quick money so holding time is really everything and yeah in many other areas um, you can apply the same principles you need to be you need to just invest time you just need to not be impatient let the winners run yeah we see it every time or all the time in Edgewonk when you take a look at a random Edgewonk journal um, yeah. mismanaging trades is usually always one of the core issues yeah, yeah. definitely so yeah I see I have another question um, I've gotten this a few times, so maybe we can talk about this and we can relate this to other points. Um, I am 17 years old and I want to get into trading, but my parents don't support me and don't understand <laughs> trading. I've gotten this question also from people who who have a, have a wife uh, or a spouse that doesn't understand trading and they think it's gambling. And then obviously you run into many issues and it's very important that you create a supportive environment where you can talk about trading and talk about struggles so that you have a, a good feedback group as well so I think that's a very very important topic of all yeah um, so how did you how did you do it with your wife <laughs> I think she didn't understand trading at all from the beginning right and then was she supportive or yeah she didn't understand it but um, she she yeah she just supported me and she saw that I was uh, I was very serious about it and I was just putting in the work and I think it comes okay. down to down to this in the end very often that um, especially when you are young you just need to show that this is a real interest of you that's this real um, a passion where you put in the time you learn you but you also don't neglect the other areas in case of if you're a student you obviously need to finish your studies and you need to that should be your priority but if I think your parents see that um, you don't neglect school and you're putting in the time um, that's very important also I think when it comes to a spouse and your spouse is worried that you're gonna gamble away the house and the kids um, you need to you need to sit down and uh, explain 
what trading is and explain a little bit about the risks that are involved and also how you can or what you are doing to mitigate the risks. I think just uh, having an open conversation is important. Also, maybe you could do is sit down with your spouse every few weeks and just talk about what has been going on with your trading, how is the development, show that you're not just funding and funding and funding your account and losing all the money. But yeah, it's I think it comes down to uh, a lot of communication and really showing that you're serious about it. Yeah, I agree 100%. It's um, just like that. When, when someone thinks that you're just playing around and uh, you they probably think it's a pipe dream of yours or it's not a, a job that it's not a viable career option, stuff like that, then you s simply put in the work and then you show them, you bring them into your trading room and you see, you tell them, okay, this is my trading plan. Look at this, it's 100 pages long. Um, I put this uh, work in. I did the back test here. I have the forward tests and I'm learning from this guy. This is my mentor. He has these and these uh, credentials or whatever. And then you simply have to clarify it to your parents um, that this is a viable career option and people have done it for uh, decades profitably and they have families and so on because that's what parents always worry about oh my god my kid is turning into a gambler <laughs> yes and i can still remember when i um, started playing poker full-time then the questions i got from my mom is like are you ever going to find a wife <laughs> who supports that <laughs> stuff like that it was quite funny so you just have to show them that it's a real job you can make decent amount of money with it and that you are serious about it and are putting in the work. And if they then still don't understand, then I think that uh, you have the decision to make that uh, your parents are not the most supportive ones. And then you have to make the decision between trading and your parents. Um, but to be honest, your parents are still going to love you even if you become a trader. <laughs> yes. I mean... <laughs> there's uh, they are worried about you of course and that's the main reason why they say no become a doctor or an engineer or whatever yeah. Yeah. and there's also this one moment i think that every every young kid or young adult will go through once you realize that your parents don't know everything i think that's yeah. a, a like a huge aha moment when you realize okay your parents are operating with limited knowledge limited abilities and they have their own experiences and they don't know everything. That's really, I think, an important moment for many people to realize. And then you can make your own decision. Yeah, everyone is they're just figuring it out as they go. Yeah, so true. Yeah. <laughs> Parents too. Yeah. I think. So, you, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got yeah. Uh, we got another question related to this. Yeah, that's from, what I wanted to say. From, okay, from Bob. Yeah. Yes. And uh, how do you manage the expectations of the women in your lives when it comes to the more challenging aspects of trading? Uh, for example, emotions, lumpy income stream, etc. <laughs> so that's that's a that's a different one because okay, if you're already married, then obviously there's a there's a totally different situation than if you are only dating someone. And um, if you're only dating someone and they are not super supportive of what you're doing or they even try to talk you out of it, then you can ask yourself um, if it's worth your 
time and trouble. Um, when I was playing poker and my girlfriend at that time, she didn't, she was thinking it's a hobby or she was even complaining about me doing that. And so on, then I simply broke up with her. That's the easy way out. The harder way is obviously to talk to your girlfriend or spouse and try to convince them that um, this is your job, this is what you're doing. And um, obviously there's a solution for everything. So for example, lumpy income stream. So one month you don't make a lot, the next month you make a lot more. Um, what I do is simply that I <clears throat> pay myself 12 months salary out of my trading account and then I pay myself for the next 12 months, each month the same. And that way I can plan and have a steady income even as a trader. So that's one way to um, get around that um, dilemma. And emotions, to be honest, um, I don't have a problem with losing uh, trades, days, months. Um, I have never had the experience that I am I am in such a bad mood that my girlfriend says, oh my God, you're such a dick. <laughs> or <laughs> I, I treat everyone the same, whether I have a good mood or a bad mood. And, and I'm always the same person to the outside. So that hasn't been an issue for me. But I think for some people, uh, when they have a losing trade or losing day, they are really down in the dumps. And um, obviously that's a problem for your relationship then if it happens often. Um, because your girlfriend is gonna get annoyed or your boyfriend or whatever if you always have a bad mood so I think don't bring your work home easier said than done um, but that's the easiest option in my opinion it's much better than riding it out on your on your spouse or your girlfriend yeah yeah a lot it a lot depends obviously also on the situation um, are you are you just transitioning to being a full-time trader Uh, or do you have also kids to support? Uh, do you have a multiple income streams? I think there are a few things how you can make make it a little bit easier on yourself and on your relationship. I think in general, having multiple income streams is really, really important. Um, so you just don't rely on trading completely all the time. I think this is really overlooked also. Um, I think it could make a, a huge difference for many people. And it takes mm -hmm. away a lot of pressure as well. And... Yeah. Um, Even for people, you could keep your regular day job, maybe reduce it to 20 hours a week, um, which still leaves plenty of room for your trading in the beginning, at least when you're transitioning. You just take away a lot of pressures and you slowly um, get a feel for how this trading thing works out. Maybe you see that this is not even maybe for you because you are alone at home. I've seen many people who say they actually like the social aspects of their work um, to some degree. And then once they realize they need to sit in front of a screen all day at home alone that's not what they want so there are a few aspects i think yeah but yeah i think the problem of being emotionally influenced by your trading results is really a big one that could be very challenging on your relationship or in general on your whole life yeah so i think mm -hmm. early on people need to address and really pay close attention to to their emotions. I think this is also more a problem of um, inexperienced traders. I think the more experience you have and the more professional you become, the less I think will emotions impact your, or trades impact your emotions 
and let it swap into your daily life. Do you think that's true or? Yeah, 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 definitely. For me, it, it simply happened over time. Um, when I started, um, there were nights where I couldn't sleep. <laughs> and I got up at four in the morning and I was looking for a game like or a trade and to make up for the losses of the day, like completely out of my mind, basically. And uh, over the years, I've been doing this for 10 years now, uh, over the years, it simply um, flattened out the emotions. Like, um, you, you simply get used to the swings. That's it. And then you have to explain, obviously, to the women in your life or to the guys in your life that um, this is your job. This is what you can expect from it. This is what I expect from it. And this is my passion. This is my life. Um, explain to them what's going on and they will accept it or not I mean <laughs> and if they if they give you a, a hard time every time every day or every month you have a, a losing month then yeah again you have the decision to make stay with them or if they neg influence your trading in a negative way um, look for someone else that's also always an option I mean uh, you're not bound to someone for life. Yeah, yeah. It all comes down to priorities. What is important to you? Yeah. Yeah, but it's very important that you have a supportive environment at home. Otherwise, trading is just um, hard by itself enough. If you don't have a supportive wife or partner, or just at least understandable, then I think this is going to be really, really hard. <laughs> yes, you're gonna start blaming everyone including trading yourself and your girlfriend and it's gonna end horribly <laughs> all right there's a little bit of a different question so when do you oh, okay i remember this question was sent in via email so the trader mm. says he uses a, a percentage-based position sizing um when do you change the lots when the account grows so do you adjusted on a trade-to-trade -trade basis or when your account grows by a certain um, amount. You get what I mean? Yeah. Um, the way I do it is very simple. For my day trading strategies, I do it once per week. So I simply say, okay, this is the position size for this week. And I leave it at that. And for um, swing trading or longer-term trading, I do it for every trade. I calculate the position size and do it like that. Um, that's, I think that's the most ideal way to do it because then you progressively get used to the growing um, size of your account or shrinking size of the accounts. And if you always risk a certain amount of uh, money, <clears throat> your your money will compound up and compound down. So it's going to be really hard to bust your account as well. Um, yeah, in my opinion, ideally you do it for every trade. It's just not possible with day trading so for day trading you can do it in the beginning of the day or as me beginning of the week it's fine yeah and there are so many if you go on google and you just google position size calculator uh this is like you can do it within a few seconds and yeah you should do it for well on higher time frames it's easy to do it on for every trade and yeah. you're just gonna have a very stable account growth you don't want to put more weight on certain trades um, especially if it's 
if it's unintentional. If you have rules for, okay, this tray <laughs> is a quality A, I, I risk more than a quality B, then that's fine. But many traders, they enter random lots and then obviously the accounts will fluctuate quite a bit. Does mm -hmm. those uh, people on on Instagram with their MetaTrader screenshots, 100 lots on every trade. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah, position size always depends on, on stop size, that's very important. Yeah. If you don't have a stop, uh, I don't even know how you could size a position, it doesn't make too much sense. Yeah. <laughs> All right, okay, there's a... Ah, okay, this is interesting. How do you feel trading has changed since you first started? Oh man, that's a deep question. Yeah. <laughs> what, what about you? <laughs> uh, I've been thinking about this. I think first of all, you grow as a person as well quite a bit. Um, but when it comes to trading in general, I think I remember because we have this discussion sometimes in the masterclass about which pairs to follow and what are the best pairs. Um, and I remember when I started, which was uh, like 12 years ago or something, people were trading only the majors and you could trade the majors all the time. And there was just this general, yeah, you could just trade the majors without looking at anything else. And I think these days, at least for uh, swing trading, for me, this has changed quite a lot more and more great setups happen on exotics. And even the exotics, they are relatively stable and not too volatile. So this, uh, I think, this has been, from a technical point of view, uh, the, the biggest change. Obviously, software brokers have improved quite a bit over the years as well. There are many quite reliable brokers. You don't have as many scandals, um, just occasionally here and there. But <laughs> I think overall, um, it has improved quite a bit and there are just so many great offers in today's uh, trading world for the traders, great tools. Obviously also many more choices which can also make it more difficult for the trader, for new traders to sift through all the different opportunities and possibilities. But in general I think it has been a, a good uh, uh, development over, over the years. Yeah. Has it, has it changed you as a person, trading and Trading, itself? yeah, I think a lot. Because I think for, and we talked about this, trading, there will be always this point where traders realize the, the need to work on themselves. Because in the end, trading is like a one-person one business, and you need to cover all the bases. You are the CEO, you are the accountant, you are uh, the quality inspector, and you are the weakest link. So there comes this need to work on yourself and then you need to find out, okay, what are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? How can I leverage my strength? How can I improve my weaknesses a bit? And I think, yeah, I've changed quite a bit. Um, way more accountability, um, responsibility has changed in many areas of my life. I realized that it really comes down to the degree to which you can accept responsibility even for things that many people would say, um, I can't be responsible for this outcome in my life. Um, you, once you realize that in the end, everything can be boiled down to, you are responsible to anything that happens in your life. This will change uh, um, will change your tra 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 the trajectory of your life. 
so I think uh -huh. yeah, trading has changed me um, quite a bit. Of, but obviously, I'm also 10 years older, so this could also be a factor. But yeah, I think the the personal development plan or path that you go down as a trader, if you're serious, will have a very big impact on you. Yeah. 100%. It's simply when, when I started out on this whole uh, thing, journey, I never thought that I would be doing um, so many, so, so much work on self development, on meditation, um, uh, trying to stay in shape. I've never been a huge fan of sports, um, but I simply acknowledge that it impacts my performance if I'm, if I'm not in top shape physically. Or at least in in an in an okay shape. I'm not gonna run a marathon, but um, I want to be aware and awake when I'm trading, and all that stuff simply feeds into you as a person. And then you're branching out, like when you're looking for the next um, thing to improve your edge. You're gonna read some really freaky books, <laughs> and um, that will <laughs> add to your to your growth as a person as well obviously um, as the monetary amounts are increasing the pressure on you as a person also increases and maybe <clears throat> you start a family over the years and then you have even more responsibility so yeah it comes down in the end to taking more and more responsibility which um, can add stress to your life but also adds uh, purpose and happiness and in that regard so <clears throat> trading has definitely changed me a lot and I would be a completely different person now if I had chosen a different career that's that's for sure but I, I think that's also true for every career out there um, it simply defines you as a person and shapes you as a person yeah but trading is very special because it's a high performance activity and um, it definitely impacts the way you think and act and react to certain events and that of course um, spills into your private life as well and it doesn't stay on the charts but 100% in a positive way um, not, I cannot find any negatives that um, would have impacted me that um, I got from trading yeah that's true I could not uh, yeah, I could not think about anything negative really. It's just nice to, and if even uh, especially if you keep also like a like a personal journal, you can follow your growth as a person, and you can see how your thinking has changed, and your focus points, and just your openness in general. But I think this is unique, maybe not only to trading but mm, entrepreneurial endeavors in general, where it comes down to you as the person you are responsible for the things whereas i think it's uh, in an like a regular 9 to 5 environment it's it's it probably is a little bit different because um, the the pressure or the the responsibilities are shifted a little bit but i think yeah. when a trader is open to um, to acknowledging that he needs to work on himself then i think really cool things can happen because in the end humans are are quite flawed on many levels and when we are brought up our parents our parents obviously carry their their package with them they um, um imprinted on us then and obviously there are many things 
that are not ideal in this world. But I think awareness um, has been like the biggest thing for, for me lately. Once you start paying attention to um, to the things that you do and being really aware and uh, acknowledge the things, I think this is really, I think that's also what meditation, meditation comes down to in the end. Uh, I don't think the 10 minutes sitting by yourself controlling your your mind is going to be like world changing but once you can transform or once you can bring this mindset into your daily life that you just pay more attention to uh, what you're doing what you're thinking when you're standing and waiting for the bus you don't pull out your phone after two seconds and refresh instagram 20 times you just be aware of the things that happen <laughs> in your head uh, and around you uh -huh. this yeah, lost, yeah. lost in thought is really i think a big problem that traders need to overcome because you need to be very, very um, present as a trader. Yeah. yeah. That's also why I, I think there's, um, people always want to trade like robots um, and they want to suppress their yeah. feelings. But I think in general, you should just be very aware of your emotions uh, instead of trying to suppress them, which doesn't work in the end anyway. I think emotions can be a very nice guidance for your trading once you acknowledge, okay, well, this emotion is coming up. Why is it coming up? What did I do that could um, trigger this emotion? I think then you can really leverage and use emotions instead of suppressing it. And then, yeah, awareness is, I think, a, a really big one. Mm -hmm. yeah, Denise Shaw had an interesting podcast about this, uh, emotions with predictive value. <laughs> That's yeah, the famous gut feeling that you can really use it to your advantage instead of trying to suppress your emotions and then they eventually break out like a volcano and you bust your account. So, yeah, awareness is huge. And do you think from a technical or price point of view or from just anything like more charts related, does trading has trading changed since you started? Um, yeah. I have um, many more charts open now, that's for sure. So, in my opinion, it's much harder now to um, day trade a single pair. So back then I was day trading the GBP USD and I was um, pulling out the same amount of pips almost every day. And that's simply not possible anymore today, at least not with my techniques. So I added more charts because the opportunities on a single instrument became fewer. But at the same time, the spreads uh, became tighter on many other pairs and made them more tradable. So I don't think it's a, it's a negative. It's simply a change in the market. I mean, the only thing that's for sure is that the markets are going to change and they have changed over the last 100 years so people are always so worried that oh my strategy is gonna stop working <laughs> and uh, the truth is if you put in the work uh, your edge is not gonna disappear but you have to do it either way you have to put in the work even if the markets don't change because you as a person change and um, that will affect your trading as well so just put in the work all the time and um, then yeah whether the markets change or not or you change or not, and you will keep your edge. Yeah, that's a very common question. When or how long will my system keep working? But I think you need to just adjust it all the time anyway, because there's always slight changes in the market. 
You just, I yeah. think that's a skill of a professional trader anyway that you need to develop to just stay relevant. But it's just like running a business. You can't keep doing the same things uh, for years and years and years or decades. You just need to go with the with the flow. And yeah, just comes down to how do you analyze your trades? Uh, how do you review them? What do you look for in the markets? Just paying attention. Yeah, don't become Kodak. <laughs> you what? Kodak, you know the Japanese? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like Nokia. Yeah, horrible, man. Horrible. Yeah. From Monopoly to bye-bye. <laughs> but I see Nokia phones, they are kind of not really back, but you can still get them. They have even new yeah, phones. Yeah, yeah, They're still alive. Yeah, Kodak is also still alive, but they had such a huge uh, advantage. And then there was an invention or uh, innovation in the market and they didn't keep up with it and then they got swallowed even though it would have been very easy for them to keep up if they weren't hadn't been so complacent or arrogant or no <laughs> wasn't it the same with <laughs> Warner, Warner Brothers and Netflix oh yes, yes, yes yeah yeah and I think in trading <laughs> yeah trading will always change the markets the price behavior the opportunities so yeah there's there's not going to be this one moment in time when you suddenly become a profitable trader and then it will just stay like this forever. You always need to yeah. keep growing as well. So there was this really interesting and deep question. Um, so the question goes something like this. I've been trading for 10 years and I have not seen a profitable year. During this time, I spent tens of thousands on education. I have lost tens of thousands in life trading I feel that I've made steps to improve and I'm committed but I'm not closer to be able to make a living as a pro trader um, this is obviously frustrating and um, could okay what is the advice to overcome the lack of progress in the performance um, as an experienced trader how can trader how can improve in a meaningful way to bring my goal of becoming a professional trader and what questions should I be asking myself at this stage <laughs> so 10 years without a profitable year that's really um, yeah well either most of the time people give up by then or yeah I think after 10 years um, you must have done something really wrong in your general <laughs> approach to not have a profitable year. So, oh. yeah, I think the in, you should cover the big bases first, like the, the big pillars, which is like um, focus on one strategy. Don't, because he also said he spent so much money on education and mentoring and courses. So probably what has what is happening often is that people jump from system to uh, system to from mentor to mentor. I think this alone is very very um, very bad. We have people the people who are with us for two or three years. They are the ones who really see good results. The people that come and go within a few uh, months that usually they never see any progress. So I think that's um, that's one thing. Obviously, mm -hmm. there are many more things like record keeping, really journaling all your trades, um, not making any adjustments in your trading approach for a while and just religiously sticking to something 
so that you can really analyze your approach, having a solid training routine. And what we have seen lately, I think in the masterclass, the people who do their trading business plan, um, those are the ones that really are the ones who are serious. They see the good results, they see the improvements. People who treat trading just like a hobby and not, not really ready to commit, they are the ones that usually don't see good improvements. So I think mm-hmm. that's a good few points to start. Yeah, I agree. I think the, because he's asking uh, what question should I ask myself, to be honest, um, the question you should ask yourself is, are you being completely honest with yourself? Because after 10 years, you should actually know what's going wrong. <laughs> I mean, you definitely, probably, definitely have read a lot of books and you've spent uh, money on education and you must have realized that there is a common theme be- between all the books and mentors you've had and they always tell you the same that's uh, record keeping sticking to the process sticking to one strategy and um, <clears throat> you, I'm, I'm pretty sure you know what you have to do um, but you're not doing it so you're probably stuck on conscious um, conscious incompetence stage or even maybe conscious competence but that's simply not enough in trading and you know what you have to do but you're not doing it so the question you have to ask yourself is why are you not doing it I think that's the underlying issue here pretty much Um, after 10 years you probably know more about trading than me (laughs) but (laughs) but it doesn't help you to make money so (laughs) You really have to go back to the beginning and um, ask yourself what what trader personality are you, Um, what's your lifestyle, how can you fit trading into your lifestyle, what are your goals, you have to create a trading plan around that, then you have to test it, you have to trade it, you have to stick with it in good times and bad times and um, yeah, simply see this as your last chance. Um, to make an effort in trading because after 10 years to be honest if you're not going to make it in the next one or two years maybe this simply isn't for you Um, as bad as it sounds or as harsh as it sounds but yeah as i said you know what you have to do 100 percent. you're just not doing it why right yeah it's like um yeah you can translate it to many different areas um we all know how to get in shape but then obviously we, we don't fully commit you to um, whatever reasons this might be. Maybe you're just comfortable where you are right now. You don't see the real need. Um, I think this is yeah self-sabotage and just um, this is, I think, a good approach. Yeah. Also, one thing he said is that he lost over 25,000. Um, well, I, he didn't say if he blew up accounts, but an account blow up... Um, this is something that should really not happen actually at all in trading. It's really hard to lose big accounts if you apply real risk management. If you risk 1% on a trade, uh, this is almost, and if you adjust your position, uh, your percentage based, it's really hard to blow up an account actually. So you need it, if this is the case, then you really need to look into how this could have happened. And if after 10 years you're still 
not applying solid risk management and position sizing, I think there's really something um, deeply flawed uh, within the, uh, the approach. Could be a gambling mm-hmm. mindset as well, paired with um, just a lack of commitment or any other very deep-rooted issues. Yeah, fear of um, winning or fear of that you put everything you have in and then still losing. Um, some things like that, the common things that hold people back from making a real effort. Um, yeah, that's that's what you have to look into, I think. Um, simply learning a new strategy is not going to help you at all. So if I were you, I would stop spending money on education at this point, unless it's a mental coach, <laughs> and uh, really focus on yourself and your psychological issues. Yeah, get an accountability partner or accountability group as well, which focus yeah. more on the process instead of the actual technicals of the trading game, because I'm pretty sure after 10 years you have read everything there is about every entry strategy. Yeah, yeah the focus should really shift towards something else. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah or, but I think, yeah. Or try automated trading. <laughs> and spend another 20 years learning that. <laughs> no. uh, just kidding. I think that <laughs> like, if you have real psychological issues with manual trading, executing a plan, automated trading might be more for you, but obviously that's um, if you're not a coder. A completely different skill sets. So, yeah. I think psychology is your main issue. Do you think also that people who are quite comfortable in their regular like nine to five life have it harder because there's not really this pressure um, to make it work? Um, well, it, it can work for you or it can work against you. Obviously, you don't have so much time to spend, um, but you have more money to spend. <laughs> it takes a lot of pressure out of your trading, which should actually actually improve your um, trading performance. And also, uh, many people, they don't want to be swing traders because they think day trading is sexy and cool and gives you makes a lot of more money. So they come home from their job, they are tired, and then they start day trading, and obviously they lose a lot of money. So I think if you have a day job, um, simply stick to swing trading or trading the daily charts, and you you uh, will see progress much um, faster as well and simply use your uh, earnings from your day job to um, grow your trading account uh, every profitable month. For example, you simply pay another 500 bucks or so into your trading account and compound it up that way. So um, yeah, of course, if you don't have pressure, or if you have always a plan, if you always have a plan B, it um, takes some in- inevitability out of your trading. So um, pressure can be a good teacher, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> if you know this is not going to work, you you're gonna hit rock bottom. I'm pretty sure you're gonna give it everything. On the other hand, some people completely shut down under pressure and make horrible decisions and. Um, it's it's a tough question, but uh, in general, I would say keeping your job and funding your trading account with your income 
and being a swing trader and then growing your account that way is probably the way to go and, and not simply quitting your job and becoming a full-time trader and then going back to your job three years later when you're broke. Right. You also <laughs> said something that maybe trading isn't for you. And I remember that a few years back I watched a video from uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V, mm -hmm. about he said that um, because so many people think that entrepreneurship is very sexy and everybody wants to be an entrepreneur. But there are just many more people who are better as um, as the as a second person um, who doesn't lead a company, but who is better at certain other things. So not mm -hmm. everybody is born to be like a great CEO, but uh, people could be like the second or the third person with different set of responsibilities. And I, I think that's also something people need to analyze and recognize what type of person are they? Because trading is very different from how we have been brought up in this uh, Yeah, even from, from school where you're just taught and told what to learn, what to study, so you get a good grade in, in a nine-to-five job, you're told what you should be doing so that you get your salary and maybe a promotion in the end. But in trading, nobody tells you what to do. And I think it's uh, not everybody is really made for this, I think. Uh, it's a tough realization because obviously it requires that you are looking for something else, but... Maybe that's also a reason that not everybody should be or can be a trader, maybe. You think that's... Yeah, yeah and, and, and the truth is that um, probably a lot of people that go into trading, they simply want to have the trader lifestyle, the laptop lifestyle, so to speak, because um, that's what appeals to a lot of people. They don't want to have a boss. They want to make their money only with a laptop and an internet connection. And then they go to Google and they find trading. So they're not really getting into trading because of trading. They're getting into trading because of the lifestyle. And to be honest, the laptop lifestyle can be had with many different um, things. I mean, we are living in a digital age, so you don't have to earn your income with trading if you want to have the laptop lifestyle. There are many other opportunities. Um, but again, the skill set, the psychological skill set, And the personal makeup for a CEO or an entrepreneur or a, a, like a one-man company, freelancer, blogger, digital artist, and so on, is the same as a um, full-time retail trader. It's um, responsibility and, and making tough decisions and um, being alone sometimes and... Uh, working through nights and uh, having shitty months and sometimes shitty years and um, that's simply not for everyone 100% if um, that's not 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 a lot of people are up for it to be honest it's a completely different life than your parents are living than your friends are living than probably anyone you know is living and <clears throat> you don't have a peer group to talk to uh, it's just It's different, and you have to be very honest with yourself. Yes, I agree. I mean, it's a really epic lifestyle, and I would not do anything else in the world, but it's just me. <laughs> I know people that um, are really happy as accountants in big corporations, <laughs> and they wouldn't do anything else. So be honest with yourself why you are in trading, what you actually want from it, and then be open to opportunities and possibilities. And, 
that come come along your way and maybe there's something else that you can do right yeah i think that's a few good points i think because no. that's my last question i think you had one more if i remember correctly uh yeah uh, a quick one um i was asked whether quant or technical is the better way to go these days because obviously everyone is talking about uh, higher high frequency trading and um, automating their trading and so on and uh, that the machines are doing making all the money now um, to be honest um, it depends um, it's the it's two completely different skill sets and I don't think one is better than the other um, still the the best so far the best discretionary systematic traders outperform any algorithm um, <clears throat> without any problem so I mean that's one argument for becoming a manual trader and if you're a manual trader you trade one strategy maybe two and you um, refine them and you adjust them over the years and as a um, quant trader you create many strategies you create one strategy a month maybe two or three a month or even uh, in a week and you need to constantly come up with new ideas so it's not only a different skill set it's also a completely different um, personality makeup that goes into quant trading or manual trading uh, manual trading is much more about routine doing the same things every day if that's a problem for you maybe quant trading is cooler because it's more creative in a way um, but if if you're purely looking at it from a monetary aspect there is no advantage of quant trading versus manual trading as a retail trader um, obviously the um, higher uh, the high frequency trading firms um, if you want to work for one of those eventually then obviously you need to go into quant trading but that's simply not something that ever appealed to me so yeah two skill sets two personalities you have to make up your mind none is better than the other <laughs> i think it also it's very similar to the question what is better day trading versus swing trading i think this is something that we get like daily hundreds of times yeah and I think it just comes down to, again, there's no better or worse. It just comes down to what is your personal makeup and what what fits your requirements or what fits your skill set better. Um, you're a fast thinker, you're a slower thinker, you're good with patience, you are good with holding trades, you are good with emotional stability on the lower time frames, um, or you like the strategic thinking on the higher time frames. It, I think yeah, it always comes down to the end really getting to know yourself as a, as a person. I think this is where trading is really um, also important. It's a skill that needs to be developed. You just need to pay attention to who you actually are as a, as a person. What is your skill set? What is your, how do you deal with emotions or what emotions are usually an issue for you? Where are your strengths? And then you can pick the right thing. I don't think there's, I, and there's no one time frame that's better than the other. There's no one thing that's better than the other. I think it comes down to really analyzing and observing, okay, what is, who are you as a person and what are, what fits, what fits. Yeah, 100%.
And then obviously the question that always comes with this is also, do you think that uh, manual trading will go away and there will only be <laughs> robots? <laughs> I mean, look, if, if uh, you cannot make money as a human trader anymore in the markets, then so will the robots. I mean, um, if the markets become untradable in that sense, then the markets will disappear. Because the markets are an instrument of transferring money from uneducated people to educated people. And if the markets become so untradable that you as a human cannot make money anymore, then the algorithms won't be able to make money out of it either. Because if you look at the charts, I mean 60 uh, or 7, no, 90% of the volume even, I think, in the New York Stock exchange is done by machines already. And obviously, they're following um, principles that humans have programmed into them. So that's one point why the markets don't change that much. And they're certainly not going to trade uh, change overnight. So even with the machines taking over the volume on a global scale, um, the markets aren't going to change uh, overnight. So as the markets change and the machines involve, you as a trader have to evolve as well. And you're going to be just fine. I mean, yeah, maybe the AI is going to be smarter than you in the future. Um, but uh, probably the AI is going to compete against um, other AIs on a much lower time frame than we, we humans are ever going to trade. And if it's a swing trading AI, then there are not many other ways to trade the market than the way it's already moving. Right? I mean, does that make sense? <laughs> I mean, yeah. the market moves in a certain way and it's moving in waves and pullbacks and breakouts and uh, that's simply how it has always been and will always be and the machines don't change that so yeah. I think what may happen is that the degrees to how trends and pullbacks and breakouts uh, and all of things happen on the charts may just change slightly but in the end that's what any chart is made up of it's that's really what it comes down to there's a range you have pullbacks you have breakouts you have trends just how you trade it will change over time but it will never go away because those are always the same principles how a chart can only move. Exactly. It can go sideways, upward or down. That's pretty much it. And <laughs> if it only goes sideways, then you trade the range boundaries. When it goes up, you buy until it slows down and then you sell. I mean, that's just um, the machines have to do the same. It doesn't matter whether there's a machine or a guy sitting on the end of, the, of your trade. Yeah, I think in general this is a very big misconception or just a general fear. And then people um, say, oh, is it really worth it, me investing all this time into trading? And it's also something that could hold you back from really fully committing, um, I think, in general. Yeah, if you want to have a job that doesn't get swallowed by AI, then, um, I don't know, Pornstar maybe? <laughs> could be... <laughs> but they have... Could a, be they have sex robots <laughs> as well now, so. <laughs> but um, I, I recently started listening to this um, Artificial General Intelligence podcast by Lex Friedman, 
which is really, really fascinating. And um, what they always keep emphasizing is that uh, the timeline for um, AI really taking over everything is not, well, it's, it's really stretched out. So um, maybe it will happen at one point, but probably not within our lifetime over the next 20 or 30 years. Maybe it will take over the very repetitive um, tasks where you don't need to think a lot. Um, that's what they keep saying. That's where really robots, robots excel at the moment. But the moment you apply some creativity to your job, this is really, really hard for robots to, to, um, to get into. And I think trading has a lot of creativity built into it. There are just so many moving mm -hmm. parts that are in trading. So I don't think this is something that people should generally worry about. But yeah, the more repetitive your job, the less thinking that is required, I think the harder, uh, the easier it is that you will be taking over. Yeah, but, but that has been happening since the Industrial Revolution. I mean, um, yeah, people have been replaced by robots since 100 years, for, for 100 years now. So <laughs> it's nothing new. Yeah. And there will always be something new. There will always, it's not like, oh no, then there are no more opportunities. Um, there will just be different and probably more opportunities because uh, everything just rises and, um, yeah, just rises in complexity and the need for more people and more skilled people in general uh, mm -hmm. rise. I think also, I think trading is even worth it getting into just because of the skill set that you learn if you really approach trading from a serious point of view, if you go beyond just looking for new indicators and technical analysis, but if you really start working on yourself and building a certain skill set that you can then apply to other areas, uh, I think then trading will be worth it, even if you don't make it as a trader. Um, just working on yourself in general, there's always so much um, so much benefit to it. Mm -hmm. Yes, agree. Just don't... Uh load your account with 100k and then bust it. <laughs> That's <a good laughs> going to be a very, very expensive hobby. Right. <laughs> All right. So we've been talking for an hour. I think this is time to wrap it up. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you for being on the podcast again. And people and listeners, please keep submitting your questions. You can go to tradesciety.com slash podcast. There is a form for you waiting. You can submit your questions there. And then if we have a bunch of new questions coming, then me and Maltz will do another episode, hopefully very soon. So thank you for yeah, listening. Thank awesome. you for being on the podcast. And we'll talk soon. <laughs> cool.